Hey, hey, this is your girl, Christine Julie, bringing you your What's Your Eye Can, your daily dose of realizing who you are in purpose, business, and family. And as promised, I have with me today, Mr. Nevada himself. He is going to just share with us. We're just going to have a conversation. You want to say something, Nevada? Oh, uh, y'all, I'm here, ready to rock and roll, and um, just... Ask me anything. Ask me. Uh, uh, bet. <laughs> I love it. I, um, so we're just going to have a, you're, I'm just going to allow you to begin on our conversation. We're going to talk about any and everything as much as possible within our given time. Um, so tell me a little bit about yourself. So um, I was born and raised in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And you know, I've been in real estate since 2003. Uh, we were told we couldn't have kids. Now we have three, and you know we end up moving to the Austin area because you know we wanted our kids to grow up with uh, grandma. Mm -hmm. So that's what brings us here. You know, I believe God first, family second, business after that, and uh, that's just kind of how we live our life. Oh, cool, cool. So you was telling me earlier about your little diva. My diva, Eva the diva. That's, Eva the diva. That's my girl. She's a carbon copy of who I am. Uh -huh. Just in a five-year-old body. <laughs> She's a girl. Now, how is that? Like, like she, her personality is just crazy. Mm -hmm. It's like she says what she feels. Uh -huh. And she does, she's not apologizing for it. Unless uh, I make her, of course. <laughs> but she just, I mean, she's 100% a daddy's girl. Mm -hmm. And so she knows she can get whatever she wants from daddy. And, you know, and she pretty much gets whatever she wants. This morning, mm -hmm. my 40-inch TV came from out of my bedroom. And I put it in her bedroom. Because <laughs> she doesn't feel good. So uh -huh. she asked for a TV. So I took my TV and gave it to her. And you just like that. Yeah. Just give it a whole TV like a whole mom TV. TV. Like if you don't go get in that bed. <laughs> like a whole TV. At, at five years? Five and a years whole old. TV. Okay yeah. then. What does she like to watch? She watch anything on Disney. I think the okay. fact that it's in there, it could be off right now. Okay. And she's cool because she was teaching her sister, mm -hmm. teasing her sister, mm -hmm. that I got a TV in my room. <laughs> I got a TV in my room. <laughs> And so my three-year-old's upset because she wants a TV in her room. Yeah. Like, you know what? <laughs> what you going to do? <laughs> she went to school. So no, like, this is going to school. You want to stay at home or do you want a TV? I want to go to school. Oh, really? Yeah. So she chose school. So she Bad. Chose school. Like, yeah. but she going to get a TV when she come back? She come home. Like, I told her that the TV is coming out of everybody's room. Oh, man. <laughs> Somebody going to be upset. So the deep is going to be hot. The deep is going to be upset. She'll, she'll be fine, though, because tomorrow, hopefully, she'll get to go to school. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. You did. You were telling me she had a hundred and yeah, hundred and almost hundred and three, hundred two point nine. Hundred and two point nine. Wow. What was the cause of it? Like, I have no idea. We went walking. So I've been out of town, and I just got back. So I took him walking around the block, you know, just to hang out, have some family time. And my three-year-old takes off running. That's just what she does. Both of them do that. But Eva, she just she held my hand, mm -hmm. and we walked the entire block with her holding my hand. And so when we got home, she said, well, can we just go around one more time? I mm -hmm. said, no, it's, it's time to go home, put your clothes on, and get ready for school. Mm -hmm. So we get in the house. She said, I just want to cuddle. Can we cuddle? Yeah. And I said, go, let's, let's go get ready for school. So you got to get showers and, you know, dead clothes on. So she gets her clothes on, and she comes back in there, and she lays on my chest. And she's put on this big act, mm -hmm. all right? So she's like... Oh, it's so cold. It's so, I said, Eva, you just have on shorts and a short sleeve shirt. Sure. You have on like thermals right now. Yeah. Why did you go put that on? You you can't be cold. It's impossible. She said, Well, I'm so cold. And she has her long johns on and all this stuff. So I said, Why don't you go in your bedroom and get under your cover? Yeah. That won't make you cold. That'll warm you up. Yeah. Okay, so I should have known something was wrong, man. Yeah. But um, so I go in there and she's just balling. Mm -hmm. And so what's what's going on? What's wrong? I'm just so cold. She's under the covers and I feel her and she's burning up. Oh wow. So she's hot to the touch. Yeah. And so she's like, my stomach is hot, my chest is hot, mm -hmm. but my arms are cold. Yeah. And so 
had to deal with all of that. Mm -hmm. And so this morning, she's like great. Mm -hmm. and she's magnificent and she's yeah. bouncing off the walls really? and she's making her demands. Yeah. So it's like, like <laughs> I don't know like, what hostage <laughs> <laughs> terrorist is. <laughs> uh, terrorist on the <laughs> y'all, I was sick last night, but today though, <laughs> today, right now, I need. Yeah, she's like, well, my friend is going to have to play all by herself on the playground. <laughs> she's going to be all right. Yeah. Hey. Well, I can't watch TV because Granny's going to be watching her show on TV. Like, well, there's TVs in the yeah. other living room. Well, I don't want to watch the TV. What do you want to I want a TV in my room. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so don't throw it through the window. But it's just the TV. <laughs> <laughs> so she got the TV. Where did you say you got back from? Um, uh, just got in. Oh, yeah, from Oklahoma. So I have a, a mm -hmm. real estate. So, like I said, I've been in real estate since 2003. Mm -hmm. And I still have my business in Oklahoma. Oh, do you? Uh, uh -huh. My partner, my Rolly Rowe, Kimberly Grayson, is handling business in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And she's like phenomenal. She's, oh, really? she's uh, had my back through ups and downs and mm -hmm. uh, this whole transition. Just mm -hmm. A lot of people was like, well, no, you should just. Now forget him and start your own stuff. And, yeah. And there was a lot of people that were trying to split up the business. And yeah. We're now, you know, getting finally starting to hit our stride. And, and she's been up there the whole time. So I'm very appreciative uh -huh. of her handling things down there and mm -hmm. uh, allowing me to you know, get stuff going here. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Great. It's awesome to have a support, you know, or just one yeah. person at least that, you know, it's loyal. And say, okay, well, I understand what you're trying to do, and I'm gonna have your back. Right. You know, yeah, it's, it's, and it's, it kind of worked out really crazy because I started out as her mentor. So oh, I, I was okay. um, trainer, coach, teacher, mentor, all that stuff in real estate. Mm -hmm. And so I started out like that, and as it progressed, I realized that my favorite uncle was also. She like Robert. I, I know. I call him Uncle Bob. She calls him Robert. Mm -hmm. And like, well, my aunt Dee, like, well, my godmother's name is Dee, and he, she has a husband named Robert. Mm -hmm. Found out that we're basically related. What? And so, it's so it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah. really cool transition mm -hmm. um, to a total stranger to like, okay, this is like my sister. Right. And we're in business. Yeah. You know, making things happen. So how, I mean, of course the show is about realizing your I can and purpose mm -hmm. business. First of all, let me tell you how me and Nevada met. met. This is our first time actually meeting face-to-face. -face. We have been Facebook friends for uh, almost a year, I would say. Close to two years. Bro. Two years. Uh, yeah. Dude, we, <laughs> <laughs> we were in the Black Austin um, yeah. Facebook group, and I think I wrote a post I don't remember what I did. I just I just wrote a post and I had all these people, you know, uh, flocking to it and stuff like that. I think I was just going to start something here, just a networking group or right. meeting people in Austin because, you know, I'm new to Austin myself. I'm th I've been here for three years and I really don't know many people here in Austin to you. Like the folks I go to, people I go to church with and then my sisters, my siblings. So. Right. That's pretty much it. And so being here in Austin, I wanted to start like my it was my intention, like, okay, I'm gonna meet some folks. Right. I'm gonna meet, I'm gonna hang out, I'm gonna do this. And so that's what I put on Facebook and I, I wanted to just start meeting people and networking, you know. So he was the one of the ones that, you know, was on board and stuff like that. There was a lot of other people as well. But getting things together, I'm like, my schedule is like super Super crazy, you guys. So it's like if I say something, I'm gonna do it regardless. I, right. like, I just gotta find that time. I'm like I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Like we've been on the phone and chatting back and forth, and you know, planning out our um, networking or just a, a picnic day or whatever we're gonna do at his office, um, which is here in, in Round Rock. Um, um, so we haven't made that happen yet because. My timing is off, but we will. We are working on Definitely that. Um, so that's how we met, and we just been in connection, you know, keeping in contact ever since then. So that's how we started. He's a really cool guy, and he sings and he plays music um, <coughs> at his church. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was very awesome because 
me being a singer as well and very involved in, in the church setting. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a great connection on, on so many levels, you know, someone that's, you know, godly, you know, in business and so that I'm very, um, I hate to say it. I know how to say it. I can say what I want to say. say I'm very particular, and I was just telling my children this morning about choosing your friends care carefully. Um, and I'm, I've always been one to be very particular on who I've had in my circle. Um, that's probably the reason why is I don't have that many people, and I don't really go out much because I'm very, I'm very particular on where I go and you know who I hang out with and stuff. And so I just feel like, okay, this is going to be a great connection. This is someone that I can talk in the negativeness that is not here. I don't like, oh, this person is doing that. You know, have you ever got people just calling you or always have something to say about somebody yeah, else? I, I, you know what? I believe that you are very much so the sum of the people that you hang around. Yeah. And so I took a look at myself mm -hmm. and, okay, this is probably a couple of years ago. Five people, who are the five that I'm closest to, and how do I affect their lives, and how do they affect my life? Exactly. And it caused me to go and say, okay, you know what, I'm going to change it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. No, we're not going to hang out as much. And there's a an, a real estate agent that was very cool with for years. We got into the business, you know, almost at the same time. She mm -hmm. in 2000, 2002, and I in 2003. Mm -hmm. And um, to this day, we're cordial, we're nice. I speak, she speaks. You know, we have events, but we don't hang out like we used to because of the negative energy. And I just don't have time for that. Especially when I have kids, yeah. I don't have time for that. Right, exactly. Because of what you feed yourself, that is what you're going to produce. I was telling my kids that as well. Yeah. Your thoughts, I was reading Proverbs 4.23 to them these past two days and just really trying to um, shape their minds and help them to how that confidence when they go out into the world to like, okay, I can't be friends with you or my thinking. Proverbs 4, 23 talks about be careful of what you're thinking because your thinking shapes your your future. And so I was talking to them about that and like people that you allow to speak into your spirit, allow to speak to you and talk because you're going to start having those same type of stinking thinking right. and then it's going to start producing your words. It's going to start coming out and then your words are going to start producing your action and it's just a chain of effects, the ripple effects, right. you know, that it's, takes place after that. It's real. It's real. Yeah. Um, I mean, thoughts are, I mean, there's a saying that thoughts become your your words, your words become your action. Mm -hmm. Your action becomes your programming. Yeah. And your programming eventually be, begins your results. Yeah. And when you have a result, that goes back into your thinking. Yeah. So if you have a negative result or a positive result, that goes back into your brain mm -hmm. and reprograms what you say mm -hmm. and what you do. And mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a, a recurrent cycle. So I'm very particular about... Uh, I have a thing where my wife, she gets frustrated. But if... Um, if you say one thing negative to me, uh -huh. then you have to turn around and say 12 things positive. You know, I love so it. It might be best for you to keep it positive. Keep your thoughts. <laughs> um, and so my daughter, she knows this. She's like, well, I'm never going to get to go play. I said, okay, well, you got to tell me 12 different things that, that you're going to do or that, that's positive. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? Like, well, you got to figure it out yeah. because we don't, we're not doing negative around it. Yeah. You know, it's just, I just... I don't have time for it. And I've been brought up. My mom, mm -hmm. church mother, and she's very strict on uh, speaking into our lives. I believe I am who I am right now. She died in, in 1999. Mm -hmm. But I believe I am and where I'm at largely because of the words and the prayers that she spoke over my life. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it's words are very important. Yeah, they are. They are very important. Man, and many people just don't realize that. Even when you're going back into, like, you said you was a mentor and mm -hmm. teaching your um, friend, our cousin, your family member about the... How did you, you know, how was she able to... I guess because you spoke into her life and, you, mm -hmm. and she stayed, you know. Like, tell me about that. Like, you being a mentor and how... So when <clears throat> we have new real estate agents that come in, it's a different business, especially if you're used to work with some, working for someone else. Starting to work for yourself is very different. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, sitting down and saying, okay, what is my goal? Mm-hmm. Um, what can I do? What is my IQ? Yeah, <laughs> you better say it. <laughs> what, what can I do? What am I good at? You know, we talked earlier about the disc assessment. Let's mm-hmm. find out what you're good at, what you're not so good at, and let's focus your energy on what's going to help you succeed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, talking about that, and then it's a constant reminder of, you know, and I love the the, the, the motto or the theme mm-hmm. of what is my I can because it's a constant reminder of I can, mm-hmm. I can, you know, <clears throat> I can do this because real estate can be really, really rough. It can mm-hmm. be very hard. Um, it's a cutthroat business so everybody's after what you got. Mm-hmm. If you ain't got nothing, then people don't think that you are anything mm-hmm. and you start believing that, okay, well, maybe I can't do this. Right. Maybe I'm maybe this is not for me mm-hmm. and so just having somebody that can kind of guide you okay this is what you can do to be successful this is what I would do if I was you or this is what I've done to be successful in this business mm-hmm. um, and having so many negative people saying that you should do this you can't do this or whatever and having somebody that you know and trust mm-hmm. and appreciate saying that you know what I know that you're great and I know that you can do this and I, I, mean, I think that and I think that she's could be better at it than I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, to be able to have somebody that's positive, a positive energy um, in business and your personal life is huge. Mm-hmm. And so um, I attribute that to my mom. My mom, <clears throat> I was the first person to leave my home and go to college okay. and graduate college. Mm-hmm. And there was a, there was a whole lot of I can'ts mm-hmm. in my life. Um, and I was able to overcome a lot of that stuff. And a lot of it was because my mom said, well, I was told. She, so she said that, you know, when she has four boys, mm-hmm. I was the youngest. And she said, well, everybody's not made to go to college. Mm-hmm. Maybe you, I'm just going to get you a job or something. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe I'm not smart enough to go to college. So I'm going to get me a job. Mm-hmm. Turned out, um, my guy that I played the high school basketball with, he said, man, my coach is looking for a shooting guard. Mm-hmm. You can play right or left. I want you to go to try out. I'm like, you know what? I'm tired of working in the heat. <laughs> Let me go ahead and go to this school just to see if I can play basketball. Who cares about getting the education? Maybe if I'm good enough, they'll help me get the education yeah. or put me through so I can play basketball. Mm-hmm. And I got there. My brother was like, oh, you sucked in high school. You're not going to be able to play basketball. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I did pretty good in high school. Yeah. So I tried out 200 people. There were two spots available when I made the team. Oh, wow. Right. So I proved that I could. Yes. Right. Um, and even beyond that, what a lot of people don't know is that in middle school, I was tested and I was told that I was special, special ed. Mm-hmm. Right. So I had a learning disability. Mm-hmm. And so throughout high school from... <clears throat> from eighth grade through my junior year, I was in special ed classes. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. um, my, my senior year, I got frustrated. And I told my mom, I said, you know what? I'm tired of going to class super early or super late so my friends don't see that I'm in these special ed classes. <laughs> I'm tired of skipping lunch so I can up. Well, actually, skipping lunch was cool. Okay. But, but I'm tired of going, like, sneaking around and mm-hmm. everybody getting in class. And then I go to my class. I get in trouble for being late, mm-hmm. but it was all because I didn't want nobody to know that I was special ed. Yeah. Right? So, senior year, I told my mom, I said, well, I want to have this special ed class. And mm-hmm. she said, no, I want you to graduate because I had two other brothers that didn't graduate. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, well, no, I want to have these classes. I said, yeah. so I made an ultimate. This is the first time my yeah. D showed up. <laughs> I said, if I don't, because I, long story short, I got lied on by a teacher mm-hmm. and she threatened that if I didn't pass her class, she could hold me back. And yeah. there was a whole lot of craziness. I said, well, if I don't get out of these special ed classes, then I'm going to drop out of school. Mm-hmm. And so she would much rather me try to succeed mm-hmm. than, you know, get drop, didn't drop out of school. So mm-hmm. it took me out of all of my special ed classes. Mm-hmm. Turned out I was very deficient in English. Mm-hmm. I, couldn't, I couldn't read and retain. It was hard for me to comprehend. Mm-hmm. And English was really tough subject for me. Yeah. Um, so before the end of the semester, we had a meeting and they said, okay, well, we need to put him back in English, special ed, or he's not going to make it. Mm-hmm. And so I went back to English and special ed. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't stop there. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so so um, I, I couldn't just stop there because, you know, it, that's me giving up and I'm not a quitter. Mm-hmm. So I went to college, 
took all the remedial classes so I can get into college because, you know, I wasn't good at math, wasn't good at English, or sucked at all these other subjects. But I was persistent. And uh, and now I have, long story short, I have a degree in English and psychology. Get out of here. Right. So the uh, thing um, that I was deficient in yes. became a degree in. Wow. That was that was my I can. That was your give me some. Yes. Yes. That was one of the things that so I've been jumping over hurdles my entire life. You know, trying Uh to figure out, you know, and I believe that the the one scripture that we've always stood on, that my mom always preached, yes, is Philippians four nineteen. I can do all things through Christ and strengthens me. Yes. So there is nothing if you tell my daughter right now Mm -hmm. that she can't do something, she'll say, I could do all things through Christ and strengthens me. Come on with it. That's that's just (laughs) what we that's what we do. Um because I don't, I don't want them to believe that they can't do something, uh-huh. and I don't want you know anyone else to be able to tell them that they can't do something. Mm-hmm. So I've instilled that in, in her since she was like two years old. Yeah. So oh wow. the five year olds gonna give it to you. Yeah, <laughs> she, you gonna get served. Like <laughs> she gonna serve it to you. Gonna get like it. come for her. Come, come, come with it. <laughs> Eat these words. I'm gonna tell you what I can do, and I'm gonna prove myself. Right, right. Exactly, man. That is an awesome, awesome story, yo. Like I hear people, and then you were telling me, I think earlier about your home. Did you did you have a father mm-hmm. in the home, or you were? Yes, I was. I was fortunate to have a two parent household. Okay. Um, unfortunately, they both passed when I was young. So they passed in '99. My mom and my dad passed in 2001. Um, <clears throat> grew up from a very very poor home. The house was something that we were um, gifted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Never paid rent or mortgage um, because we were just poor. Mm-hmm. And we still had lights and water turned off. So yeah. me and my dad would pay buckets of water from like three houses down the street around the corner mm-hmm. uh, from my auntie's house. Yeah. So we could like bathe. Yeah. So we could boil water. Wow. A lot of times we lived by candlelight. What I was And it wasn't romantic. It was yes. romantic. <laughs> <laughs> we just, we just, you know, we made it happen, mm-hmm. and so <clears throat> one of my goals is to never let that happen to my family. Mm-hmm. So, but the cool thing is, my dad, he, um, he had like twenty one brothers and sisters, and oh, so geez. he stopped working uh, in grade school so he could provide for his family. Mm-hmm. So he never graduated high school, he never went to college, he never got a degree, a trade, or anything like that. He worked at a steel company. Mm-hmm. Well, the steel company was moved overseas, mm-hmm. and so now he doesn't have any trades or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So he became a janitor and you know, you know, cleaned and did what he could. Mm-hmm. But the most he ever made was like five fifty an hour. Oh wow! Right. Jeez. So, but you can imagine we didn't. We never. My mom, she got her own job, so she couldn't. Mm-hmm. She had disability, so we didn't have a whole lot at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that I did learn from him is that the um, the, the work ethic, the mm-hmm. drive. So I may not have a whole lot. I may not be the smartest, but you're not gonna make me work. Okay. You're not gonna. You you. This is what you're not gonna right. do. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. So and one another thing that I learned is that one thing that he lacked was education. So after a point, I went to college, played ball, and I was arrogant. I was very over arrogant. So I stopped yeah. playing basketball uh-huh. because I was redshirted. Mm-hmm. And redshirted, basically, you practice until they have a scholarship available. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have any scholarship. I walked on, and I was told, and this is where they messed up, uh-huh. they told me I was the best player on campus bar none. Yeah. Right? So I took it to head. Yeah. And I said, you know, if you want me to play on your team, uh-huh. then you take a scholarship from somebody else and give it to me. Uh-huh. Very arrogant. And wow. I thought, like, I can't. It doesn't work like that. I'm working on your scholarship. Well, okay, well, I'll tell you what, I won't be in practice until you give me a scholarship. Yeah. And so um, I took myself off the team. Wow. What happened is I stayed in school, <clears throat> was making D's and thumbnails, dropped those classes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I started realizing, you know what, I'm not even trying. Mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and see what trying looks like. Oh, wow. Yeah, so That's powerful. I went ahead and oh, I started trying. Powerful. I just I just started trying and from the, that point on I've never made anything under an A in college. Mm-hmm. So it was it was it showed me that okay, well, maybe I'm not as dumb as I think that I mm-hmm. am. You know, I can actually do some of this stuff. I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not dumb. 
I was made for this. You know what I'm saying? So it's um it's, it's been a very interesting life mm-hmm. you know, thus far. And my goal is to apply everything that I've learned in the earlier parts of my life to the latter parts of my life mm-hmm. to you know start now building a legacy for my children. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So how many passions, I mean, is this the only thing like you're passionate about is real estate agents, being a real estate agent and, you know, what else do you venture out into to build this legacy? What are you? I believe I have multiple passions and it all leads back to real estate. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I never... I didn't wake up and say I wanted to be a I wanted to be a, a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. What I did is I said, okay, so this is how I got to it. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to school and <clears throat> I said, okay, well I'm going to be uh, uh, an attorney. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. No, first it was a businessman. I wanted to be a businessman, mm-hmm. bar none. I wanted to have a suit and tie. I wanted to have a briefcase. Yeah. <laughs> so if you were early in my business career, in my real estate career, yeah. you would have saw me with the hard briefcase yeah. walking around with these. She was hurt my feet. And, uh, it, yeah, it, was it, there anything in the briefcase? That was it. Sometimes it was, <laughs> sometimes there was like maybe some notebook paper. <laughs> it was like some pieces of notebook paper. Okay. <laughs> but I look good. You look, that's what I'm talking about. You look the part. That's all that mattered. Right. So I was like, okay, well, you know what? I don't have to do this. And so mm-hmm. after maybe a week or two, I was like, this is not me. Yeah. And so I started, you know, importing myself. It's okay, people want to see who I am. Mm-hmm. But I went to school, wanted to be a businessman. That's what I always wanted to be. Um, then uh, they had me going to this business class, the first assignment. I got in, I walked in the door. He said, your first assignment is going to be writing uh, a research paper. <laughs> Now, I told you when I was in yeah, high school. I'm just thinking that. <laughs> English was not my like, they, must so, read. they must don't know about me. Right. So, before the door closed, yes. I was back in the door going back to my counselor's oh office. Like, hey, I need to change my, <laughs> I need to change my major. Because uh, business, I mean, then it's not it. Because yeah. I'm not writing nobody's paper. Yeah. Right. So, uh, when, and I said, well, what do you want to do? I said, well, what do you have that doesn't require me to do any English? <laughs> yeah. She said, well, uh, maybe you could do math. I said, well, yeah, I suck it. And then that too. We got to figure this out. Yeah. So she said, well, what do you want to do? I said, well, I would like to be an attorney. And she said, well, if you want to be an attorney, then you can take either uh, criminal justice or English. Mm-hmm. You go off into English, there's going to be a lot of reading and writing. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I said, okay, so then I'm not going to be an attorney. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, then I realized, well, well, whatever I get, I'm going to have to go through math yeah. and English. So I started at the basics. Wow. And I okay. took the very beginning level of English. Yeah. To the very beginning level of. So my first year and a half mm-hmm. was just me getting non credited classes out of the way to learn English and yeah. learn math. Wow. So right now, I'm pretty good at math. I was wow. great at algebra. Okay. Trigonometry. I took trigonometry. Didn't have to take yeah. it, but I did. Okay. <laughs> So I, I did all of that just to prove to myself that I could. Exactly. Right. So, yeah. um, so I decided to go ahead and, and stick with that, and you know, decided to go. I'm gonna be an attorney, and mm-hmm. they're gonna teach me how to become an attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the rest is, is history. Mm-hmm. Now, I did say after I graduated that I wasn't going back to school. Yeah. So that's why I'm not an attorney. Right yeah. Now. Okay. Because you have to go right. When I'm done. Law school. Right. I, I, yeah. You I'm did. Gonna, you couldn't do it. And I've been thinking about going back. You know, I was like, ah, I, don't, I don't have a <laughs> desire to, to go back and do that. Yeah. So. Okay, so <clears throat> what got you into the real estate? Real estate, like, so it's, it's, it's kind of weird. So I work with individuals with developmental disabilities. Okay. And I was taking one of the guys to work, and he was sorting out recycled uh, material. <clears throat> Just plain as day. Um, I've never heard of anything. Nobody's ever bought or sold a house in my in my family. Don't know nothing about buying or selling property. Wow! Um, but just as big as they heard from heaven that mm-hmm. you need to get into real estate. Oh wow! So, so I was so, like, all right. So I kept on these bottles, brown bottles, over here, green bottles, over here, green mm-hmm. bottles, over here. So I'm still sorting. And now, okay, well, you know, get into real estate. Call Coldwell Banker. 
go to work. And so I'm not paying attention. So I get in the car, we're getting ready to go back and drop him off. Coldwell Banker commercial comes on get out. the radio, <laughs> right? I never didn't even know what Coldwell Banker was. Yeah. Mind you, I never worked a day of my life yeah. at Coldwell Banker, but I got my licensing through Coldwell, okay. right? And so <clears throat> went there, got my licensing, um, and now I'm starting to decide, okay, where do I really want to go? Because mm -hmm. I didn't feel like that they cared about me as a person. Mm -hmm. So I started interviewing other brokerages mm -hmm. and I landed at Kellen Williams. Mm -hmm. And Kellen Williams has been good to me from Oklahoma all the way to Texas. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that there's a brokerage for everybody, mm -hmm. but for me, this was my path. And so mm -hmm. it's not just about real estate. So my, my passion goes yeah. <clears throat> from my parents, what I've learned uh, in poverty, mm -hmm. um, in building a family with my own family, mm -hmm. and where I want to see them go. So my passion is really more Eva, Kelly, and Mia than it is about me. Mm -hmm. So now, now before then, before I had kids, mm -hmm. I just wanted to be the best that I could be. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm gonna be number one, mm -hmm. and you ain't gonna stop me. Yeah. Nobody's gonna outwork. My, my, it's fun because I get a call every now and then from a past client, and he'll, he'll call me and say, hey, the hardest working man in real estate. <laughs> my goal, my motto was, you may be smarter than me, mm -hmm. you may know more than me, you may come from privilege, but you're not allowed to outwork. My goodness. So, I would stay at the office until 10 o'clock at night yeah. or midnight trying to figure out, you know, how to make things work. Wow. Um, because that was, I was committed to doing that. Uh -huh. um, with my passion now, I, mean, I'm, I love singing. Mm -hmm. you, you will catch me singing somewhere. So oh, sing something for me. Mm -hmm. I know. Mm -hmm. This my this my love. They know I like to clown a lot. So they are, I sing happy birthday songs in any key and any way I want to do it. So I'm going to, we're going to get you next time though. Right. You better believe it. You better sign the song yeah, I, I got caught upstairs singing and mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not going to close your door. Wow. <laughs> My bad. We love the Lord and all. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's not our job. Yeah, Lord, that's not. <laughs> I got you. I can you know, go some hill song. You need hill song? <laughs> right. <laughs> That Pete and that Fred Hammond oh, be on blast. That's where you. That's where you went wrong. They ain't <laughs> ready for that. They ain't ready. They're not ready for that. Yeah. Singing and what else? What else? Man, so I, I love singing. It's funny because it seems like every church that I go to, mm -hmm. I end up on the praise and worship team or over the praise and worship team. Or mm -hmm. love to sing. Uh, I love to crack jokes and mm -hmm. have fun. Um, I love real estate, but I love more than so. A lot of people will look at me and say, Well, you're a salesman, mm -hmm. and I've never saw myself as a salesman, mm -hmm. I've saw myself as a businessman. So, yeah. I always wanted to be a businessman, and so I run my business like a business. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I'm transitioning to now is building relationships, mm -hmm. so finding people that are like myself, people that are, that that want to purchase a home, mm -hmm. and you know, just build a relationship. Mm -hmm. And you know, see if I can be, you know, their friend, their mm -hmm. first option. And you know, while <clears throat> so in business, you have to provide. I have to, as a man, mm -hmm. I have to provide for my family. Yeah. But at the same time, I have to enjoy what I do. Yeah. And if I don't enjoy what I do, and I don't have some kind of reason behind doing what I do, mm -hmm. then it all falls apart. So that's just a, a male thing, right? Because my kids, they are um, eleven and twelve. No. Mm -hmm. I just told how was it? Well, 13. Um, he just had a birthday. 11 and 13. So I was asking him about what he likes to do in school. Like, find something you like. Do you want to play on the sports team? Do you want to do chess? Do you want to da-da? He was like, well, I like to walk, you know, and I'll run. I don't want to. I'm like, his coach wanted him to be on the track team and place where they see greatness in them. But he's like, well, I don't want to do those things if I have to do it. They're making me do it. Then I don't want to do it. It takes the joy out of, you know. So for you to just say that, then that gives me like, oh, well, that's just the, I guess that's just the male thing, just, right? Yeah, don't, 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 don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> oh, okay, I, I understand now because I'm like, boy, you better. But, but you know what? There's, that arm. there's also, uh, I believe that there's also a point in which you have to make, like, for instance, I was outside with my kids. I said, okay, you guys drive down there and touch that car. I knew it was a far ways off, uh, but I knew that halfway they might say, okay, you know what, I don't want to do it. I quit or whatever. And they went down there 
And I, I kid you not, within 10 yards of the car, turned around and came back. <laughs> did it three times. Yeah. And so my three-year-old did it. She did it twice. And then my five-year-old went down there and she came back twice. And I said, what's the deal? Why am I not touching the car? It's just too far. You had 10 yards to go. All you had to do was take like seven more steps and you were there. And they, so I made them go back a third time Mm -hmm. and touch the car. Nevada, this is powerful. You don't know how this is blessing me. I'm trying to keep my peace over here. You don't know. Did he uh, get you a Hammond B3 order? Come on now. You don't know how this is really encouraging me. And I and I hope that my listeners, the audience, is getting... Because I'm taking notes. You see me typing over here. So it's, I'm taking notes. Okay, go ahead. But, but I, made them, I made them go back and touch the car because I believe that so many times as, as people... We get so close to what we want, ah, and then we give up. Yeah, and quit. And one thing that we have is that in our family is that Tipworths don't give up, Tipworths don't quit. And so when we went down there and they touched the car, mm-hmm. I went when they was down there walking towards the car. I was walking behind them, mm-hmm. and they didn't know I was behind them. But I made them, and so when they got ready to turn back around, I said, "Nope, you go touch the car." Wow. And so when they touched the car, I said, "Tipworths don't give up, Tipworths don't quit." Wow. Right? Because at some point, you're going to run into adversity. At some point, you're going to get tired, you're going to get frustrated, you're not going to want to finish. But if you get down there and you touch the car, mm-hmm. there is some type of excitement. Yeah. So my three-year-old, my littlest one, mm-hmm. ran all the way back home. Yeah. So not only did you run down there and touch the car, yeah. but you had enough energy to run from there all the way back home. So it's a, it's, it's all get about out of here. sometimes we just have to get out there yeah. and do it. And I find that in real estate, there's so many people I believe everybody can buy a house, mm-hmm. right? That's just my belief. Mm-hmm. If I did it, anybody can do it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, there are so many people that say mm-hmm. that I can't buy a house. Mm-hmm. My credit is too bad or it costs too much or there are these issues with me buying a house. <clears throat> You're right. There are these issues, but there's ways of, there's always a way of escape. God mm-hmm. always makes a way of escape. So there is a way for you to get around it over it, through it, but you have to be willing to, to persevere. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, so there's there's three words that I always uh, mention that I think is the key to life. Mm-hmm. One is discipline. discipline. If, if you're disciplined enough to do what you know you're supposed to do, then you'll get what you dream for, mm-hmm. what you dream of. So a lot of people say that, you know, I deserve a new house, or I deserve a new car. You don't deserve nothing Yo. if, you don't, if you don't work for it. Right? The entitlement spirit. Yeah, and, and so you you mentioned something about um, outlasting your opposition. Yes. Like yeah, so outlasting your opposition. That's, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. So if you have the discipline enough to outlast your opposition, mm-hmm. my opposition is that I can't buy a house right now. Mm-hmm. And here's the reasons why. Mm-hmm. If I can overcome these reasons why, these oppositions, then I'll be able to purchase a home. Mm-hmm. It sounds simple, but then there is work involved. Yes. Right? So my other two words is persistence. Mm. If you're persistent and you say, you know what, I'm not going to give up. It's just kind of like, yeah, I was literally tested and said that I didn't have the capability to be in a regular classroom. Then I was retested and tried and said that, okay, well, he can't do English. Mm -hmm. But somehow I got an English degree at the house. Come on with it. So you got (laughs) to... Y'all don't know. This is like feeding my soul. I am so happy. So you have no idea what you can do until you actually exhaust all options and be persistent in doing it. Yeah. Right. So I'm not gonna give up. I'm not gonna stop. I'm gonna gonna be persistent in in getting things done. And then the third thing is consistency. Right. Everything happens when you're consistent, Mm -hmm. and out of consistency, wars. Uh, habits. Mm-hmm. So my goal is like now. I tell you, my daughter says, if you say, she, y'all, you can't do that. She goes, oh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's a habit that she's picked up. Oh, come on, right? So it was consistent yeah. every night. We say um, Philippians four thirteen. We say Hebrews eleven and one. Mm-hmm. We say Isaiah fifty four seventeen. Mm-hmm. You know, we we have what we go through. 
every night. And so now it's in them mm -hmm. to say, I can do all things through Christ and strength me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Mm -hmm. You know, so they, they have it in them to say, okay, well, I can I can fight these little demons that I go through. Yeah. Because believe it or not, they go through stuff too. They do. And I, I believe that as adults, we get to a point where I look at, like on Black Austin, they were talking about purpose in the home. And it was so much negative stuff on there about people saying that they, you know, couldn't do it or why they couldn't do it and all this stuff. And one lady said that she has no desire to purpose a home no more. And I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's a little different. And there's a lot of people that don't. And I'm okay with that. But don't let it be because you can't. That Don't let it be because I can't purchase a home. I'm, I'm not going to buy a home because I can't buy a home. I'm not buying a home right now. But in the future, I'm going to outlast this opposition. I'm going to be disciplined in doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to do it persistently. Every day, there's going to be something that I do to get me closer to purchasing the home. I'm going to do it consistently. So every day, I'm going to do something. So I was, um, me and my wife, when we were, I think her credit score was like a four, a 514. Mine was like a 560 or something like that. We couldn't buy a home, right? And so we sat down and we said, okay, if we want to buy a home, there's some things that we have to do, mm -hmm. right? And we sat down and we said, okay, we got this stuff on our credit. And our, our room, our living room was like papers everywhere. Mm -hmm. We got stuff on our credit. We need to figure out how to get it off. Mm -hmm. or we need to figure out what we need to pay down. We need to talk to a professional and we need to figure this out. Mm -hmm. All right, and then we're going to save consistently. We're going to figure out a way. We don't have a whole lot of money. But we're going to figure out a way to save the city. So we saved $25 a check. Okay. We put it back. And it was, it was really small. $25 yeah. a check. We put it away. Both of you guys together. Mm -hmm. So it's 50 No. 20, Just 25 20, together. Was, so y'all <laughs> right. came up with $25. We came up with $25 okay, yeah. a, a check. So whatever. whatever if it's $10, yeah. come up with something that you can do consistently. Yeah. And this is this is what happened. You know, we ended up getting a little bit more money. So mm -hmm. just just like at church, you mm -hmm. get paid, mm -hmm. you pay your time, yeah. you pay a little bit more because yeah. it's the 10th. We got to the point where, okay, we're going to pay a little bit more, and we end up paying $100 a month, right? Mm -hmm. And so at the end of it, we end up boosting, like we did a whole lot of stuff. And I, I can't wait to share this with people. Mm -hmm. did a whole lot of stuff to boost our credit mm -hmm. to the point where it was like over 700 credit score. Mm -hmm. We end up going out and buying us a really nice 2300 square foot house with a game room and all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Continue to work on our stuff. End up buying us an investment property. Mm -hmm. Mind you, no one has ever purchased a home. Yeah. In our, you know, this is something yeah. we're doing that's different. Jesus. So it took us a little bit to do it, mm -hmm. but we end up building habits mm -hmm. you know, and routine. You know, now yeah. it, it, got, it became easy. You know, and it's it took, and it's not something, and that's why I kind of, that's what I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. People that think that they can't do something and they haven't given themselves a full opportunity to try, mm -hmm. right? So it, it didn't, it mm -hmm. didn't happen overnight, but we got to the point to where we could purchase a home, and we got to the point to where we could purchase an investment property, mm -hmm. and you know, it's not easy, but it's something that like, we have a saying here that. Success is not easy, but it's simple. So it's it's simple to take twenty five dollars and put it to the side and not touch it. Mm -hmm. There was a mother, and when I was young, I was sixteen years old. I was fifteen and a half. I got my first job. Mm -hmm. Mother in the church, one of my mama's best friends. And she said, "Not <laughs> she always mispronounced my name." Now Yoni, uh, <laughs> this is my nickname is Yoni. Uh -huh. So she now Yoni, you got you a job, and you know you know you got to get a little ten percent of that. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, but you need to pay yourself, too. And I said, what? And so, Come on. Like, what does all women know about paying? I was like, so I, I didn't know that. I'm my, job, my first job. Right. And so she said, yeah, you pay yourself 15%, and then you pay your tithes 10%. And so wow. you can do whatever you want with the rest of it. And I'm yeah. like, okay, this old lady don't know what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. But whatever. So she's old. She lives in Tulsa. There's North Tulsa, which is the hood, the ghetto. Mm -hmm. Her house is worth like maybe $10,000. Mm -hmm. It's like, like, I would never live your life. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so fast forward, I go off to college and I'm stuck. <laughs> My <bad>. <laughs> So I go off to college and I'm stuck on personal finance. Uh -huh. Right? Now I'm not stuck on it enough for me to go in and and become an accountant. Yeah. Um, but 
I know I don't want to be in poverty, mm -hmm. right? So I take classes on personal finance. I still have the books at home from 99. Mm -hmm. So I'm okay with well, 99. This is what I'm going to do. So the class, they talk, they teach us about the Wall Street Journal, they teach us about, you know, stocks, bonds, and all this stuff. They say, okay, well, um, one thing you always need to do is pay yourself first. I mean, that sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. Mother Marshall said that. Wow. Right? So, like, okay. Look at that. Maybe she didn't know what she was talking <laughs> about. They were like, you should pay yourself 15 uh, to 25%. Okay. Wow. So that's first. Mm -hmm. And then they should, they said you should give 10% to a, a charitable donation. Right. Right. So that's your turn. That's tithes. Exactly. Okay. All right. Okay. So, okay. The, the lady had an idea. Maybe she took this class back in the 80s. Right? <laughs> so. You so, can't <laughs> So, so, you know, fast forward, you know, I got into real estate and I started reading this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That's the same book my mom has told us and I read and I have that book. You guys need to get Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Gotta have it. Man, they, same principle. Yeah. Pay yourself first and then pay the, um, your, your, you gotta take, and their, their philosophy is taxes come out before you see it. Mm -hmm. So your, your check is $2,000. But you only see seventeen hundred. Exactly. They got their money already. You need to do the same thing. So wow. You take your money out before you see it, yeah. and then you pay your charitable donations, mm -hmm. right? Um, and you live off of whatever else you have. Mm -hmm. And so we got to the point, and that was the point where we said, "Okay, we can do this. Mm -hmm. We can't do ten percent. We can't do fifteen percent, but we can do something. Mm -hmm. Twenty-five dollars, mm -hmm. right? And it grew up to." hundred dollars, mm -hmm. and so we got to the point where okay, we're saving routinely. We got out of that. Wow. Honest, we got out of How it. long did it take you guys to get out of debt? We it took us it was less than a year. What? It, here's the cool thing. I thought you were gonna say like five or six, you know. Uh, it's it's a, if you if you follow so I have so I'm having a class on October fifth. Uh -huh. And if you really want to to get out of it and increase then there are some principles that you can do. Mm -hmm. Right. So one thing that we did is we I call it, I done made up this term, I call it triangle. Like mm -hmm. like the like the, the Chicago Bulls yeah. uh, offense. So <laughs> so you you take a thousand dollars. FYI, Chicago Bulls is my favorite um team. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. That's my favorite team, it's all right. I've been a fan forever. Okay. <laughs> I love Bulls. Love that so I call it a triangle because you take a thousand dollars or whatever amount you can come up with, you put it in um, an account. So back then we put it in a CD account, mm -hmm. right? You take <laughs> you take the money, you put a thousand dollars in the CD account. Mm -hmm. You get a loan against that thousand dollars, right? So they give you a loan against a thousand dollars. You put that in a savings account, mm -hmm. right? So now you have two accounts with a thousand dollars in it. Mm -hmm. See the account and a loan for a thousand dollars. But you got to pay that loan back. It's probably gonna be like eighty three, eighty five dollars a month, mm -hmm. right? So you take and you tell them, okay, well the loans you have a loan up here at the top of the triangle. You have a CD at the bottom of the triangle, and then you have a savings account with that money from the loan. Don't take the money from the loan to go buy you nothing. Right? Yeah. Put it in the savings account. I'm going shopping. I'm going to get my nails done. Go ahead. No, that's not the point of this. You guys don't. Right? No. So. So you have a CD account, you have a loan, and you have a, um, a, a savings account. So at the bottom, you have the CD and the savings. At the top, you have this loan that's on your head, right? It's costing you $85, called $85 a month to pay off this loan. Tell the bank to auto-draft that loan from that savings account. Mm -hmm. So in essence, your loan is paying itself. Exactly. Right? So you don't have to touch it, right? Uh -huh. So this is what we did. We, we put that in place. We never touched it. In fact, we forgot we had it because it's paying itself. The triangle is paying itself. So you have the CDs and yeah. savings. That's your money in savings. Yeah. The loan, you owe somebody, but you have it in savings. You haven't used it. Uh -huh. And the loan is paying itself back. Yeah. Right? So at the end of, I think it was 11 months, mm -hmm. because of interest, you get interest on the CD, mm -hmm. you get interest on the savings, you're paying interest on the loan. The loan interest is going to be more. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the end of the year, like 11 months or so, we had to put like maybe another $30, $50 in the account so they could take that last draft. So mm -hmm. basically, you've only paid $30 to $50 mm -hmm. for this loan, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. 12 months, it's over. It's mm -hmm. done. It's finished. 
credit score goes up because you paid this loan on time, and you have money in this CD account that's accrued interest. Mm -hmm. So at that point, we were able to buy a home because our credit score had gone up so much, wow. it was able to purchase a home. Wow. Right? So <clears throat> sometimes it's not about paying stuff off of your credit, yeah. it's about you know, just creating new credit. And at that point, we had already knocked on, I told you, we sat down in the middle of the floor, we had already found out what we could write off and get off our credit, and then some stuff we didn't touch. So I had, at that point, I had a repossession on my credit, mm -hmm. right? But because it was over two years old, mm -hmm. I was told not to touch it. Okay. Let it sit there. Yeah. It's not going to calculate. It's not going to you know, hurt my credit report. Okay. And I ended up buying a house with the repossession on my credit. Wow. And student loans uh -huh. and, you know, all this stuff. Wow. Um, so it's there's ways around it. It's just you have to outlast it. You have yeah. to be you have to be consistent. Yes. You know, so uh, I, that's why I say if I can do it, yeah. anybody can do it. We was in the five. We was almost in the four hundreds, and we put ourselves up to uh -huh. seven over seven hundred, and we didn't have any money for down payment. Mm -hmm. So we got the first time uh, home buyers down payment. Uh, assistance, so that was zero out of pocket, where it's usually 3.5 to 5 percent. We didn't pay nothing. The sellers can pay my closing costs, so they paid all my closing costs. Yeah. Um, and I'm a real estate agent, so I got a check back, right? Come <laughs> with it, come so, on. So it's, it's something talk about a return and investment. Come on. And the, the sweet part about it is that when we bought a house, we went to the um, to the bank for something. And, uh, and they said, well, what do you want? Oh, we went to go take some money out. They said, well, what do you want um, us to take it out of? Mm -hmm. I was like, well, we only got a um, checking account. Mm -hmm. They said, no, we showed that you have a checking, a savings, and a, a CD. I'm like, oh, I was like, well, cash me out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let's just yeah. this is an error in the bank's yeah. in the Nevada's favor. Yeah. Cash me out real quick. Yeah. He said, no, you have a, you have like over twelve hundred dollars in this account. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Uh -huh. I was like, well, let's go buy some Xperia TV. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we um we had that money. We did that, and it was paying itself. Yeah. And totally forgot that we had that other account. Wow. So we cashed, we closed those accounts. And um, kept the one account open mm -hmm. and took some money and I went and bought us a TV because we didn't have no furniture. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was a smart investment. <clears throat> you were able to, you know, build your credit up. You were able to establish a name for yourself as being, like now people are listening like, oh, wow, I'm going to have to hit up um, Nevada because that tilts work don't what? We don't quit. We don't stop. That's what's up. Man, it's so... And then you were able to also get things that you were needing just because of the wise choices that you made. And it went back from the lady who said to pay yourself. Yep. <laughs> back to Mother Marshall. She's a sweet, she, um, she's sweet. She's very quiet, mm -hmm. but her and my mom was really close. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, I want to tell you something uh, that's going to bless you. Like, what is Mother Marshall? Mm -hmm. What is it? Like, Speed up your rate of speech. <laughs> Speak a little bit faster. Yeah, come on now. She's like, she said, like, you need to pay yourself. Uh, like, yeah, I'm going to pay myself. Uh, like, as soon as they cut that check, <laughs> I'm going to pay myself. Thank you. <laughs> right? She's like, no, nah, that's it. You pay yourself. And I didn't understand because I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why would I pay myself 15% and never touch it? Yeah. Like, if I'm paying myself, I need to go out there and get these Jordans that my mama never could buy. Wow, okay. And, you know, and so now it's funny because in Colleen, and I spent some time in Colleen, mm -hmm. and I played basketball with those guys, and now they, uh, they don't nobody know nobody's name on the court. Yeah. Right? So they, we make up nicknames for everybody. So they call me Penny. Yeah. It's like, uh, like, Penny? It's like, yeah, yeah, Penny. We got Penny over there. So. <laughs> Why well, Penny? Because in high school, uh -huh. I always wanted Penny Hardaway. Basketball. Yes. <laughs> so it was like I was like, Mama never could buy them. Yeah. But now uh -huh. I only play in Penny Hardaway. Wow. Right. Mm -hmm. I can afford them. Mm -hmm. I bought them, and that's the only thing I, I hoop in right mm -hmm. now. So I got two pair of the same Penny Hardaway, yeah. one black, one white, uh -huh. and just depend. I was like, man, I said, didn't you come in there with another pair of Penny yesterday? <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I did. <laughs> I did. I don't want to tell you. <laughs> now I ain't buying no more. Yeah. Because at least not right now. Yeah. But um 
But I, you can do that because you're in a better position. Right. When I got to the point to where yeah. I had to do it, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, and splurge. And it was just, it was only like two times that I went and yeah. actually did it. Yeah. But um, I bought me some Scotty Pippins because yeah. mom couldn't afford Pippins. Yeah. And I bought me some Penny Hardaway's. Mm -hmm. And I bought my uh, niece and nephew some shoes. Because mm -hmm. at that point, I was... I was doing pretty good, yeah. you know, and, and I could afford it. I had some extra, yeah. So I wanted. So to it was extra. It was. extra. Y'all listen, listen. It was, it was extra. There you go. It was budgeted. Yeah, because we. I want to make sure that you know they're here. Oh, he he went and did this and not, no, mm -hmm. no, no, no. Uh, no. All was, that hard work you did. Over and above. <laughs> yeah. I could ask her thing. That was yeah. that was that part. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yes, it was it was it was refreshing though because we would go to the mall and we would window shop. Mm -hmm. We would look at stuff. Man. And it was you know, it was rough. Yeah. You know, you go to school and all your boys got on the, the Jordans. Yeah. Did you ever drive on your Nike sign? Mm -hmm. No, nah, I didn't do that didn't one. Do but that. I had an extra nine hundred store and, and the pro wings. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was yeah. rough. Okay. But um but and, and I made it work and I was fortunate to have a brother that was older than me that um he bought me a pair of Nikes when I was in high school. And it helped out. It did awesomeness. We're gonna have to continue this conversation. Okay, so you heard it. You heard this awesome, awesome podcast with my boy Nevada. And right now he's going to share with you ways that you can stay connected with him because you might need a home or you just might want to come to his um, real estate and personal finance workshops that he's going to be putting on. So he's going to share how, you know, what to look forward to and how you can contact with him, get in contact. So on the first of every month, uh, first Saturday of every month, we're going to have some type of workshop, whether it be finance, whether it be credit, whether it be real estate, um, just trying to help the community you know, get going. Easiest way to contact me is by phone, 512-734-0434. You can go to my website, um, hit me on Facebook. My business page is Facebook backslash Worthwhile Group, W-O-R-T-H-W-H-I-L-E Group. Um, website is worthwhiletx.kw.com. Um, email worthwhiletkw.com. Uh, call Nevada is on Instagram. So, you know, find me. Holler at me. We can get through this together. I love it. So, you guys, this um, information is also going to be um, in my show notes. So if you haven't rewound this or went back to listen to this, it's going to be in my show notes. Um, do you have any one thing that you want to leave with them as far as um, a wisdom or like what's your favorite book to read? You said that already. My, my favorite book to read is the Bible. Is the, uh, <laughs> no, let's not be deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I read a, a lot of like self-help books. So ninja selling, you know, learning how to meet people where they're at, millionaire um, real estate agent, uh, real estate investor. So stuff like that, personal finance books, um, just a whole lot of stuff like that. So I have a, a collection of books in my office uh, and at home that I you know, go through you know, time to time. If I could leave you with one thing, I would leave, well, I'm leave with a couple of things. One, don't give up. Don't quit. Too many people are doing it. You know, be different. You can be disciplined and get what you want. You can be persistent and get what you want. But it all boils down to consistency. If you do the same thing over time, then there's a result that's going to come from it. So if you do the same thing you've been doing, you get the same thing you've been getting. But if you change it up just a little bit and you know start saving, then you're going to end up saving a lot more money than you would if you didn't save anything. So just just be persistent and consistent and disciplined in your choices. And um, call me if I can help. Yes, call him if he can help. He's, he can't help, I'm telling you that now. So um, thank you so much for listening in. Thank you so much for being on my show. I really appreciate it. I had, this, this is a blast. This is awesome. Yeah, this I really... <laughs>
What is your I can? What is your I can? We're going. You guys are going to figure that out today. You're going to know. You're going to continue to follow the show. You can find me on Facebook as well, um, Christy Angeli. And I am a very personable person. I don't mind talking and all that good stuff. Um, and go do you today. Remember, what's your I can? Signing out. Wow, what an amazing conversation. I mean, I am still gleaning and and just really reminiscing over the conversation with Mr. Nevada and the wisdom that he shared. One thing that really stuck out with me was when he said, let's take a look at what trying looks like. That was so powerful. That was I mean, I had to write some notes down while he was giving us his wisdom, while he was pouring out, while he was sharing his journey of how he got from point A to point B. When he realized his I can through all the negative that was surrounding him, his environment, even talking about coming from a poor home, talking about his parents dying and then sharing the fact that he was labeled um, special ed and having to fight through that. He found within himself, he said, let's take a look at what trying is about. What did you enjoy most? What did you take away from this conversation? Go ahead and feel free and leave it. And also go ahead and make sure you hit that favorite because I want you to follow. I want to make sure that every time a new episode drops that you are included. I don't want anyone to be left out because the conversations are getting, I mean, even greater each week. Two weeks ago, I had on the show from Chicago, award-winning DJ Andrea Jones. She's known as Drea J. So if you have not listened to that episode with Chicago's own Drea J, you need to go back and listen to it because she drops a lot of nuggets as well. The same way as in this episode here. Share this with your friends. That's all I got. This is your girl, Christy Angeli, helping you to realize your I can in purpose, business, and family.